0: Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 233. The Summer Guest Fest has arrived and this year we've decided since summertime is the easiest time of year to get distracted from your business. The kids are home from school, vacation is on the horizon. There's so much going on that can keep you from moving forward towards your goals that we want to do everything possible to keep you on track and inspire you to keep moving forward towards accomplishing your big dream. So for the next two months, we're going to be offering you at least two special guest episodes. Episodes Each and every week, we hope you enjoy the extra value the added inspiration and a little extra urge of motivation to keep on going. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to be here with Julie Broad. Julie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me excited to have you here. So I'm going to share a little bit about you, Julie, with our listeners, and then you can help us fill in any gaps before we go ahead and get started. Julie Broad is an MBA and she is an Amazon number one best-selling author and international book award winner. She's the recipient of the top 20 under 40 award for Vancouver Island in 2014. She's a successful entrepreneur, a recognized real estate investor, and a popular speaker and workshop trainer. She's known for helping real estate investors, and brand new entrepreneurs who aren't naturally born to sell to build a brand, to get results and make an impact and ultimately make more money. I think everybody listening is interested in those things, Julie. So um, fill in any gaps, anything that we missed there you wanna make sure our listeners know about you before we get started here. Ooh, that's like
1: when you have to fill in those small bios and you're like, how do you, how do you fill in <laughs> all those gaps? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, the big thing is, uh, you know, I was, I, I went into sales roles uh, because they paid the best, but I'm not a natural uh, or comfortable salesperson, and, and it's one of the things that I often talk about is how uh, I'm, I, you know, in my very first sales job, I, I worked for Kimberly Clark Canada selling Huggies and Kotex and Kleenex. And, and my job was pretty simple because those are some of the biggest brands, right? Stores want to carry those things. And yet I would go into the stores and I would circle the aisles for half an hour and never talk to a store manager and go back out to my car and cry because I just couldn't get the nerve to, to talk to the people. So, uh, you know, when I talk about sales and I talk about building a brand, it's coming from the perspective of somebody who was not naturally born to do this. Who It was, it didn't come naturally and it was definitely not comfortable to me. Uh, but yet throughout my career and then as, as I became an entrepreneur, you see that if, you, if you're not selling, you're not making money. You know, you're not rising in your career, you're not, uh, and you're certainly not growing a profitable business. So you have to find a way to sell, but there's so many ways to do it. And that's one of the things that I do love helping people with because there's lots of ways to accomplish this goal.
0: Fantastic. Well, I love having you on the show already, Julie, because there's two things that you already said that really stood out to me as it relates to our listeners. You know, I hear from our subscribers all the time that, you know, they desperately want to build a winning business, but that the selling part of it just scares the crap out of them and is so uncomfortable that they need help getting over it and through it so that they can share their message with the world and make a difference. So I'm hoping you can give some really good tips around that. And the other thing that I love that you shared is you know, obviously, now you're out there and you're ha- helping people to have more influence and build their businesses and, and make more money. But you said it wasn't natural for you. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions out there that people like you people like myself that are building these businesses that that selling is natural or that it's something that we were great at out of the get-go and so I think you know people really need to hear like hey how did you cross that bridge what were some of the strategies that got you from the point that you know you were circling the aisles for a half hour and not talking to anyone to then going out there and boldly proclaiming what it is that you do so I, I just think that you have so much value to offer to our listeners already I'm excited. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So, I mean, let's start, let's start and break it down for people. You know, I think most of our listeners are in that place, you know, that they realize just like you said, that if you're not selling, you're not making money. But it is very difficult, it's easier said than done for the average person to break out of that and get to the point where they are really selling at the level that they need to to hit their goals. What were some of the things that you have done and are still doing for yourself and your own business, Julie, to help you to overcome some of that fear, some of those struggles that you had there? Because that's exactly where people listening to the show are today. Excellent. Well, there's
1: two key things, I think, um, you know, looking back. Number one was mindset. And and this is this is the single piece that got me through uh, circling those aisles to actually speaking to the people in the stores. And and eventually I did actually get promoted several times and fast track to management. and I actually won some sales awards with with Kimberly Clark. So I, I did get over it strongly enough, but it was a mindset piece. And so what what happened for me was uh, one day I just stopped going into the stores, focused on what I needed and started to just get to know the people that I had to call on. And I started to understand what can I do to make them look good to their boss? What can I do to make their job easier? And, and I would do it if I, if it was within my realm of capability or something I could help them with, even if it didn't lead to a sale that day, Uh, I didn't, I didn't do things with the intent that if I do this, I will get X. I just was just building a relationship and trying to serve. And so rather than going in and thinking, how can I close this deal? How can I get what I need? I would go in and think, how can I serve this person? And and that mindset of service over selling uh, changed everything for me from from that day forward. And I think if you go in and you always try to look at have a, have a conversation with somebody and look at you know what are their problems and, and where can you solve it and and also realize that not everybody is a fit for you to help. You know that's one thing that you do have to realize. When when I was a real estate uh, when I was very actively raising money for real estate um, real estate investing is a big big part of my background. One of the things we realized quickly was that just because somebody has money doesn't mean they're going to be our ideal person to invest in one of our real estate deals. So not everybody is a fit. But when you find that fit and you find someone you can serve really, really well, then then you don't have to worry about closing the deal it, it, with some certain tactics in place. it certainly uh, it almost closes itself for you They're They're asking, OK, how can we do this? How can I work with you? And it flows naturally. So that's one piece mindset. The other piece for me was building a brand. And this really came in. I mean, it's I think it applies in career too. you know, the more people know, know you as somebody with a certain set of values and somebody they can call on for something, the stronger your career will be. But as an entrepreneur, uh, building a brand so that people come to you when you're not comfortable with sales is such a beautiful place to be. You know, people are calling you saying, hey, I want to work with you. How can I work with you? Uh, You're not having to, to sell. You're just trying to figure out, okay, how can I best serve this person? So I think creating a strong. personal brand is critical for, for everyone, but for entrepreneurs in particular. So creating a brand that clearly reflects who you are and what you do. And the stronger your brand, the more money you will be paid because you're getting paid for who you are, not what you're doing.
0: Yeah, beautiful. I love that. And so I want to circle back. I mean, there are so many golden nuggets in what you just shared there, Julie, but um, I really want to circle back to the serving over selling piece of things, because one of the biggest mindset misconceptions that I see out there as it relates to what's holding entrepreneurs back is that they think that if they sell, they're losing the service mentality or they're, they're shifting away from the service mentality, when in reality, the best salespeople, just like you just shared there, Julie, their, their whole emphasis is on helping people. It is on how can I serve this person? And am I the right person to serve this person? And they go in with that mindset and, you know, not everyone will be a fit, but when they are, you know, you really can strike gold because you have the ability to connect this person with the solution that they want and show them how you can help them to get it. So I really, really love what you shared there about the service overselling piece of things. And and there's one little, there's actually a story that I put in
1: my, in my book, the, N- the new brand you that uh, I touch on because I, I think a lot of people, you actually, you'll notice when you're not being served and you don't feel like they care about you. And one of the examples I gave was, you know, it's, it's one of those too much information probably, but I was getting laser hair removal on my armpits <laughs> at a clinic and I was sitting in the clinic and I'm looking at the different posters on the wall while the person who actually happens to also own this clinic, uh, she was out. And then when she came back in to, to do my treatment. I said, Oh, I said, Well, I'm taking care of poster number two. I'm like, looks like maybe poster number three is next. And she looked at the poster and she said, Oh, yeah, you know, collagen's a good thing to address in your 30s. And then she started talking about something that was happening in our city, uh, the, in a in a few weeks. Like she totally changed the subject, and and I had opened the door for her, like mm-hmm. like you know I'm I'm aging here, you know there might be something that you can help me with, and she didn't she didn't see it, she completely missed it, and I never brought it up again, but it stuck with me as like yeah. she didn't she didn't care about me yeah. because she didn't listen to what I was saying. So if you feel like sell, if you feel like that that you know I don't the selling, oh that's a nice way to say it, Julie oh, you're serving, not selling. Think about these kind of things because they happen every day. And you walk out feeling unsatisfied and like that person doesn't care and you don't want to leave people feeling that way.
0: It is so funny that you said that because I say to my husband all the time, it's unbelievable. And like now it's so rare that people actually do have a focus on serving that when they do, you are completely blown away. It's like that one server out of 100 in a restaurant that you get. Or it's like that one person that has that small business. Like we just had someone that uh, came to our house to do an in-home massages two days ago. And she just, she had this bright, warm, caring energy. She was so kind, she was totally present. She just did an over-the-top great job. We gave her a really amazing tip. And it's just when you recognize that one person who actually is like in the moment with you, which is the exact opposite, obviously, of what your story that you just shared there, Julie. But it's like, y- you, when the person is in the moment with you and they are focused on serving and they do care, you wanna buy from them. You wanna like open your wallet and give it to them because now it's so rare that it stands out even more, much more so than it did maybe a few years ago. Have you had that same experience, Julie? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. And even even people who are enthusiastic about what they
1: sell, uh, we, we ended up buying a bunch of chocolates from this guy at this chocolate shop when we went in with the intention of buying one single thing. But it was because he was just so in love with, they have this product called a grizzly claw, which is uh, these pecans covered in caramel covered in, uh, with cashews that make it look like a grizzly claw covered in chocolate. And, uh, and he just he just talked about it and he loved it and he lit up and he was so excited and then he was asking us questions about what we like and, and you know oh, and, and who will be eating this oh you think you're going to share no you're not going to want to share that'll cause fights and he was having so much fun with it too that we walked out with six of them
0: <laughs> oh yeah absolutely no it's so true it's so true and it's just being in the moment and I think you know when you talk about this you know selling over serving being in the moment and being present with the person that you're with that is so so noticeable, it's so memorable and so powerful that that really can be a huge part of what your brand is all about. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and I do think
1: it, the more you think about your brand, you know, one of the things uh, I have an acronym, it's called magic, um, at, like the brand magic formula and magic is the acronym and, and magic is the key elements of your brand. And I think the more you think about those things, message is the M a is for appearance, which isn't, you know, you have to dress in a suit. Appearance is just realizing that, um, you know, you want to, you want to feel confident and you want to be portraying the messages that are uh, key to your brand, uh, And then G is for Google results, which maybe we'll come back to because that's a bigger one. Um, I is for I am an expert in, and this is about finding a niche and focusing so that you become known for one thing. It doesn't mean you can't do anything else, uh, but in real estate, just as an example, this was for us, it was being buy and hold experts in one neighborhood. That didn't mean we didn't buy houses in other neighborhoods, but we, we became very well known for that in one single neighborhood. C is for character, and this is really that personality, that serving, that the values that you bring. And the more you're in the moment, the more your character will shine, which will make you very memorable. So I think it's really, really key uh, to, like you said, to be in the moment, to focus on serving and let that character, that personality of yours shine through as you help people.
0: Yeah, definitely. I love that message. It's, it's so, so, so true and so powerful. So uh, tell me a little, let's talk a little bit about the new brand you. So what propelled you into writing this new book, Julie?
1: It came really from my first, my first book was a real estate investing book. Uh, And again, when I as a real estate investor, one of the big things we had to do was raise money because the banks uh, the banks wouldn't finance us and and of course eventually you run out of down payment money and sometimes it's not even eventually. sometimes you don't even have down payment money to start with. So we started raising money and, and what I found was people really wanted to learn how my husband and I had done it, especially when they find out how um, horrifyingly uncomfortable we both were with the thought of asking people for money. And yet we were able to raise millions and millions of dollars to do a lot of real estate deals. And so through that, I built a very strong brand and had people come to us. And that was really the reason that we were able to do it. And so over the years, we started to teach people what we had been doing to raise that money. And I saw a lot of the same kind of mistakes. And a lot of the sales training was really like always be closing kind of uh, and, and really was suitable to extroverted people who are kind of, you know, almost like uh, I kind of pictured as the slap on the back at the golf course and laugh away, you know, like those kind of, you know, you're, it it just wasn't how I sell. It's just not how I am. And, and so I wanted to help people who aren't comfortable with selling, understand how they can build a brand that reflects who they are truly and actually have that work for them in a really positive way. So it's full of stories and full of communication tips really. um, But ultimately it all comes back to your brand and, and that magic formula that I touched on.
0: I love that. And you, one of the things I know you talk a lot about, Julie, is, you know, boring brands and you know <laughs> how to avoid being a boring brand. And I think, you know, everyone listening is one, trying to find their place in the world and trying to establish their brand. And two, wants to walk the line between obviously being professional and being pro and world class at what they do, but also having personality and having something that makes them stand out. So, you know, give us some of your best tips around, you know, not being a boring brand and, and finding finding your perfect balance, your magic formula.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're probably a little quirky, right? We all are. We just, we kind of have learned to fit in. So some of us hide it, but you have opinions too. And this is one of the things that I really learned, especially as I started to step into uh, the training and education space around real estate was I, 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 I washed out a lot of my opinions uh, because I didn't want people to disagree with me. I didn't want people to challenge me. And yet when I started to speak about some of the things that I really didn't like in the industry, that's when people really started to pay attention. So, and you have to realize that When you do this, uh, you know, (laughs) people are going to say negative things about you, especially online. If you ever post a YouTube video, you're, you know, most people are going to give you positive comments, but there's going to be that one person who says something really mean. But you know what? I've learned to celebrate that because that means that I'm not being vanilla. If nobody's commenting, if nobody cares, then I'm being too vanilla and I'm not actually letting myself shine through. So, you, you know, you want to let your, that quirky style. So if you want to have an impact, you have to stand out and just know that when you stand out, you know, you will be judged uh, and and how you stand out is up to you. Um, but, it, you know, there's there's certain pieces of your personality. There's certain opinions. You can kind of look at what is everybody saying in my industry and what is the one thing in that that I really don't agree with? And you know what? You'll be surprised at when you start talking out about that one thing, how many people are like, thank you. I've been waiting for somebody else to say this. Yes,
0: it's so true. I, I yeah, it, it, having opinion, having an opinion about something, something that that you stand for, something that you believe in, something that you're passionate about, something that people can latch on and remember you by, I think is, is super important um, as it relates to your field. So that's a great piece of advice. And, you know, I know that you also give a lot of kind of tips and strategies for people that are a bit more of an introvert um, in the selling process. What are some of the ways that the introverts that we have listening um, can sell effectively? You know, we talked about the, the service mindset and mentality, what are some of the other ways that, that our introverts can improve their selling impact? Yeah. I mean,
1: there's so many things, but one of the things and it kind of ties in nicely with, with not being boring is to learn to tell a good story because a story will make sense out of life in a way that nothing else can. And building good stories into what you do It's really important because people love to consume stories. It's how we remember. You know, we might remember the odd fact or the odd piece of data, but we, you know, stories that hit us, we remember them forever. And so by giving people a story about your brand, about what what you do, you not only increase the chance that you have an impact uh, on them, but now you're impacting the story that they're going to tell about you. Because if you think about when you refer somebody, uh, you rarely just say, oh, call so-and-so. You usually say call so-and-so because of, and then you tell a very short story. So by sharing stories that people remember that impact them, they then spread the word and spread that same story. So you kind of control uh, what that first heard story is that gets out there about you. Um so just a four key stories just to kind of give people something to chew on here. Um think about uh stories that get people interested and excited about what you do. So maybe, you know, sometimes this is uh, you know, <laughs> a story about how you've helped somebody. Um but it can also be other stories like how you got into it. What's cool about what you do. Um, a story that explains why you do what you do. Um, so a Genesis story, or a lot of times you see these on, um, Dragon's Den and the American equivalent is Shark Tank. There we go. <laughs> Dragon's Den is the Canadian equivalent. We actually have a lot of the same, uh, uh guys on the same on the show too. But, um, a lot of the time the thing that hits them is that story of why somebody created this product, why they yeah. built this business. So you want to work on that story. Um, And then stories that handle objections, because there's always common concerns, you know, whether it's, you know, like we've been talking about, I I can't sell, I wasn't born to sell. So that's a common objection. So talk about how you've overcome that feeling or someone you've worked with has overcome that feeling. And finally, just something that will influence people to take action. And this can, this is such a wide topic, but you know, something that inspires people to, you know, I shouldn't be waiting for everything to be perfect. I should take action today. Those kind of stories are perfect for you to work on.
0: Oh, that's excellent. These are such great tips. I absolutely love all of these. Um, Julie's sharing some amazing content here. So guys, you heard it from Julia. You know, she is an introvert. She, she did not find selling as a natural thing for her. And here she is building businesses, helping other people do the same, helping people build beautiful, bold, exciting brands for themselves. Um, we're gonna dive in and talk a little bit about how Julie has an MBA, but she encourages others to ditch that degree. Julie, tell us a little bit about why. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, I'm
1: a very pro education. So it's not that I am saying don't go to school, don't educate yourself. But I think that and I I did an MBA, I went, I went back to school for, uh, for the MBA after working in, a, in actually working for Kimberly Clark for a couple of years. But my reason for doing my MBA was flawed. And that's kind of where this comes from. Um, there's there's kind of two things that that I think of when I when I say ditch the degree. Um, if you want to be an entrepreneur, an MBA teaches you to be generally speaking, now there's some there's some great programs out there now, um, but when I went to school, an MBA taught you how to be a great corporate employee. It was not geared towards teaching you skills to be a great entrepreneur. Their entrepreneurial class was all about how to raise venture capital. So it wasn't about you know just bootstrapping your way to a great business that creates a life you want to live. So. My recommendation first is to figure out that ideal day that you want to live and then look around and see who else is kind of living that living that life already, who has a similar business and can you go and learn from them? Um, because that would be so much better in most cases than going to school for an advanced degree like an MBA that that will probably send you in the opposite direction. For me, I went back to school because I thought my, the most important thing to me was to get a six-figure salary. I never sat down and thought about, okay, what, what kind of things do I actually actually want to do in my day? You know, what kind of problems do I want to be solving? Who do I want to be surrounded with? And if I had, then I would have sought out a mentor and started taking uh, education and training around, uh, you know, different things that had nothing to do with post-secondary or even other degree education. So that's the one part. The other part is that uh, education does create people who are similar. <laughs> and, you know, they have the same jargon, they have the same language. And so again, if you want to stand out in the marketplace, you have to be very very aware that you know education teaches you to communicate in a certain way and you almost have to unlearn that so that you can sound natural again <laughs> And and you also have to be aware of that jargon and those things. So uh, it it can impact your ability to sell effectively if you're not selling to somebody who's identical to you, um, who didn't go to the same school and doesn't have the same degree.
0: I love that. I think that's great advice for everyone listening. And I know even, you know, there's a lot of new coaches out there and people that got certifications and degrees, whether it's in fitness or wellness or, you know, life coaching, business coaching, whatever it is. And, you know, what I always say to those people is it's not going to be the degree that people Make their decision on it's not going to be the certification that gets you ready. It's you getting out there and taking action, doing the work, serving people, making a difference, and getting your clients results. That's how you're going to build that brand. So, I think that's a great note to leave everyone with here, Julie. So, just as we kind of wrap things up and tie a bow on your tips that you're leaving our listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio with here today, Julie, what would be kind of parting words for our entrepreneurs today that want to take their business to the next level? and realize that they're gonna have to lean in a little bit more to selling if they wanna make that happen. Yeah. I dedicated, I think, chapter
1: two to my grandma broad. And so I'll just tell a really quick story about her because that ties it up. Um, so my grandma broad uh, had a mass on her on her bowels and had to go in for surgery. And, and she's she was 97 at the time. So surgery's is high risk at any time. But it was really high risk then. But she just kind of looked at all of us and said, look, you know, like this is no way to live. I, I have to have the surgery. And she went in and everything was great. You know, it went well. But she had to be on an oxygen tank after and she did not like this because she's very mobile and wanted to get around. So she said to the doctor, how can I get off this oxygen tank? So we gave her this plastic contraption to blow into every 30 seconds or or sorry, every 30 minutes. and, And she did it every 30 minutes. She was blown on that thing. And within two weeks, she was off the oxygen, which is pretty much unheard of when you're in your late 90s. And the thing is, this is my grandma. Like she said, when I say to her, have a good day, grandma, she says, it's my own fault if I don't. And, and when there's something that she can control, like, you know, there's a chance she can get off this oxygen tank and be able to breathe on her own again. She digs in and gets it done. And if she can't control it, she just tries to work with it and lets it go. So if we all kind of take that perspective and accept what you can't control and change what you can, your entire life will change. And I think you'll probably have a good shot at living to be 99. Like my grandma's about to turn.
0: (laughs) I love that. What an inspiring story. And it is so absolutely true. It's my own fault. If I don't, I love that. So powerful. So Julie, I'm sure there's people that want to check out your book, learn more about your business, get in touch with you. What is the best way to do that? Yeah, absolutely. The best place is
1: havemoreinfluence.com. I've got a newsletter that comes out a couple times a month called The Broad Thoughts. And if you sign up for that, then you're always connected to me. And of course, at havemoreinfluence.com, there's you know all my social media, YouTube videos, and uh, links to the new brand you as well.
0: Fantastic. Thanks so much for bringing a great guest on the show today, Julie. Thanks for having me. It was great. You got it. All right. For all our listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio, that is a wrap. I want to make sure if you haven't done so already that you text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get access to the two-minute tips that will change your life. They're video tips. We send them out every single Friday. Make sure you get your name on the list. You can do that by going to text in IGNITE to 44222. Hey, you're on your phone anyway. Uh, do yourself a favor that you're going to thank yourself for later. Until next time I want to remind everyone to dream big take action and don't stop until you make it happen thanks so much